This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, July 4th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Independence Day is about celebrating independence from an oppressive government. In Washington, D.C. this year, that celebration will feature military pageantry not seen at previous celebrations. It's a troubling turn, and it's one that was inspired by the displays of military hardware in a particularly unsavory regime. Cato's Chris Preble comments. The 4th of July in Washington, D.C. is a fun day. If you live around here, uh, it can be a very fun day. It's very crowded on the National Mall. There's a lot of flag waving. There's a lot of sort of patriotic songs, uh, and there's a lot of leaning into the history, at least especially the early history of the United States. But there's one thing that hasn't been a big part of that celebration, and that is the sort of military pageant right? Uh, that we more associate with countries like the Soviet Union <laughs> and North Korea. And in fact, yes. uh, the president, in announcing that he wanted to do big military pageantry in the United States in Washington, D.C. on the 4th of July pointed directly to the military displays of North Korea as inspiration. Yes. Um, He does not seem particularly concerned that um, this is not the way we've done it traditionally. <laughs> uh, we could say that about much of his presidency. Look, I mean, there's a fair amount there's a fair amount of military sort of representation at the Fourth of July ceremonies, you know, the Marine Corps band and things like that. You know, it's sponsored by the various defense contractors, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, et cetera, et cetera. So there's some of that. Of course, you could argue that Boeing and Lockheed Martin uh, sponsored the Washington, D.C. every single day based on the ads in the metro. But um, it is true. We have traditionally not seen, um, you know, tanks rolling down Constitution Avenue or uh, even static displays, uh, for that matter, of of tanks and military hardware, uh, flyovers, things like that. So we've definitely, uh, the president has definitely turned it up to 11 in terms of sort of putting the military and military pageantry at the center of this show. What does that mean? I mean, it, it, it's, I go, I, you know, attend uh, events where there are uh, flyovers right. from military planes, and those have always irked me, not just because of the noise, but also because uh, it it seems inappropriate to be uh, flashing that kind of hardware in a display that is supposed to be patriotic. Well, I certainly understand how you feel, why you feel that way, Caleb, and I think I do as well. Uh, the problem for us is that not all of our fellow Americans agree with us, and I think for many Americans, are defining our what makes America great is our military prowess. That was not always the case. In fact, it was the opposite. The, for the founders, and you know, we're celebrating the Fourth of July for a reason. Um, and you know, what what came out of the revolution was not the celebration of military prowess, even though, of course, it was a military victory. And and you know, we wouldn't be the independent country if it weren't for you know the sacrifices of the revolutionary generation and uh, revolutionary soldiers, et cetera. Um, but um, in recent years, we've sort of, it's, it seems to me, we've sort of forgotten what it is that made us great as a country. And we've sort of elevated the military instrument um, in terms of our foreign policy above other things. Uh, the military as an institution remains uh, the most respected institution in the country. Uh, we obviously have the, the, um, uh, the respect bordering on reverence of people who serve in the military. 
Um, so that's all uh, something that's that that I've written about and we've talked about here a lot. Uh, that's that is a relatively new phenomenon though in American history. So uh, in terms of the actual hardware, it seems like the the tanks at the very least are tanks that haven't been in service for many decades. Mm -hmm. Tanks are uh, one of those, <laughs> uh, well, aside from a brief spirited tank battle in the first Gulf War in 1991, uh, tank on tank uh, battles are essentially a thing of the, of the distant past. Um, and so it shouldn't surprise us that the, the tanks that are likely to be featured in the, in the 4th of July celebration uh, look a little long in the tooth. On the other hand, we've been building tanks long after uh, the army said they didn't need tanks anymore. We build tanks to keep people employed, not because they have any military utility. So maybe we could argue that, well, well they, they do have a utility. They're building tanks so that they can be used in 4th of July celebrations. And so now we're going to be lots of other cities uh, vying for these surplus tanks that are otherwise parked in the desert in California. That would otherwise sit at the American Legion or the, yeah. uh, th those other facilities. Correct. Um, it does seem particularly troubling that this was inspired by a regime that chooses uh, militarism over human rights. Yes. Um, I think that the president sort of latches on to certain symbols, certain displays that resonate with him. And one of the things that he likes, you know, he wants to be able to do is sort of match those displays, you know, um, match them do do exactly what the other people are doing but do it better do it bigger do it you know more colorfully and things like that whereas again most of the way the united states grew to greatness was not by simply uh you know uh, echoing or following what others did but doing something differently um and you know when you think about what actually made America great in terms of our trade and our and our cultural exchange and our uh, openness to um, uh, other peoples and cultures around the world, uh, there it's hard to put that on display, right? It's hard to celebrate the fact that we're able to buy and sell things uh, from people around the world and people want to buy and sell things to us. What's the what's the visual of that? It doesn't have one. And so that's why, that's part of the reason why I think the military uh, is sort of latched onto as a symbol because the other symbols, it's just, it's hard to point to anything. It's hard to show it. Chris Preble is Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>